Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Challenge All Stars Three We're Half Up Podcast for Episode Nine. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, is my co-host Alex. Here, I are you? Oh my God, Brian! I can't believe you're even willing to talk to me after your f- brush with fame this week. I got my best friend, two best friends that anyone could have. Me and TJ. Oh my God! You know it was so great. Some like one person was like, "Can't wait to hear you talk about it on the podcast." So if you are under a rock and you don't know what we're talking about, um, Rob and Brian did amazing preseason interview coverage with the one and only TJ Lavin, and it was wonderful. You should check it out on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube. I'm one of those insane people who watched a podcast on YouTube. Um, but I want to hear all about it behind the scenes perspective. But I just want to say that there is this beautiful moment and Rahap Graham's obviously already pulled it for Twitter. Um, but when you said you said to TJ, like, is anyone going to would you like to see anyone jump from the CBS show to our show? Right. And immediately I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Brian called it our show. And then TJ, like, I already was reacting to it and then tj like stopped you and was like i just want to thank you for calling it our show what's so funny is i didn't even like i think it just like a freudian slip out like i feel like sometimes we joke about that and like it just like seeped into like a formal interview setting (laughs) like i didn't even mean to say it and then i'm I'm glad it like went that way because it could have went 
a different direction, but TJ is like the nicest guy ever. So of course he would take it as a big positive. Well, it's very sports fan. Like we right. got to win this week, you know, right, exactly. and especially the context for us, like, okay, true heads are with us right now. Right. Like the all-stars three audience is here. So like the big brother and the survivor people aren't here yet. So it's just right. us. Um, right. Like that's sort of what we were talking about with Rob. Like this is our show. Right. For us, challenge fans, and we're willing to loan it to you, Rob, RHAP at large, the CBS audience, and we're happy you're here, but we don't need you. This is our show. Yeah. Like, it was very good energy. Yeah, it's like we're an independent band, and we just found a one-hit song that's going on Z100, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, I love this band. They're the best. It's like, no, you do it. You didn't know us back in our day. <laughs> Me with every band that I know. Um, right. So, so any behind the scenes tea, like any, or just was like shuffles you in, shuffles you out? Yeah, I mean, not really. Like the the we had like a ten second of pre interview, and like and when when it was done, it was over. So like the entire interaction was the interview with TJ, but it was just so funny, even with that uh the our show moment where uh TJ like didn't like he. I mean, he probably just didn't really understand my question because he obviously like answered it in the opposite way that I was thinking of. But someone joked about that, and I was like, he literally could have started speaking in Spanish after that question, and I would have been like at an all time high because I I couldn't even care less about his response at that point because he's just like the nicest guy, and he was just like I feel like he was in I don't know if it was picked up on, but I feel like he was in the back of a restaurant because I think he kept talking to like a waiter or someone like that about getting food. I heard like a little bell every once in a while about like order up. Um, so I don't know where TJ was for this, but. Uh, he was, yeah, I assumed he was filming the challenge. Is he not filming 28 right now? I think so, but I don't know. 38? Jeez. Yeah. Shame 10 years off our lives. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he's filming it. I'm mean, like, he does his countdown in amount of showers. I feel like that's a good scale to live your life by. Like, oh, how many showers do I have left? Like, before the weekend or while I'm on vacation? How many showers do I have left? I mean, yeah, it's taking like what is like five more sleeps until X and making it about hygiene. Um, In my case, some weeks, it's just it's just one shower until uh, shout out to all the ladies who don't wash their hair every day. Um, No, but I uh, it was great. You were great. Rob was great. TJ was great. You got some laughs. That was so cute to see. And you correct me if I'm wrong. Like he's beep beeped onto the bus before. Have you talked to did, was he on the bus driver's route or no? Oh he yeah, he took a ride on the bus. He he yeah. was back in the day. He was he was part of that cycle. <laughs> he, he took was. a ride on the bus. <laughs> not that not that <laughs> So yeah, if anyone wants to, uh, I thought about posting the interview uh, that I did from YouTube on Twitter, but I'm like, you know what? That that feels a little extra. So if anyone wants to go search for it, you can find it very easily. But I didn't feel like putting it out there for the world to see. I want people to work for it to find it. That's what we do here. We want you to work for the free content that we put out, hoping that you'll listen. <laughs> hey, I get I get accused of a lot of giving the milk away for free. So at least now, uh, you know, who's accusing you of that? I don't know. <laughs> when I used when I did like the show's challenge rankings, you were like, "Why are you giving this away for free?" Oh, you were just like, but that, but we're giving this away for free. I more meant like save it for the pod. <laughs> Maybe I'll put, should I put my YouTube on a Patreon <laughs> and start charging like ten cents an interview? That'd be great. I add it as a thirty-two fans perk. Perfect. What's the, well, so what's the statute of limitation on charging for a Patreon of pre, of uh, old stuff? Can you add stuff to a Patreon that's already out there for the world? Yeah, they could create like a new thing. Like for a $10 tier, you can get access to Brian's right. free content. 
Right. <laughs> um, well, that was really exciting. I knew you were doing it. I didn't know when it was dropping. So it just, you know, the mm-hmm. algorithm knows that I'd be interested. And I was. And it was great. Yeah. And of course, uh, Paramount Plus, that, that this show makes me uh, mistakenly say that we have the finale this week of Challenge All-Stars because we do not. I feel like we've been on the verge of finale for like a month now. And I think we're going to get next week. Pretty sure. But this one confirmed not the finale. Here's a question. <laughs> Would have been great to ask TJ that. Like, so this week is this wrapping up? Like, <laughs> right. So you, when is the final? Do you think it's at all intentional? Like, because there's this running gag with the the last couple of weeks with the players. Like, they don't want the players to know have you made the final or not. You know, TJ does this like fake out last challenge, and then like psych you're on the final. Do you think, like, they were withholding it because they wanted us to not know? I mean, I don't really think that, but it was effective. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they who they paid off at IMDb to not, like, release episodes 9 and 10 to be on the schedule. But that, I mean, that fooled uh, us for sure because that was, that was my go-to source on this. So everyone was fooled. Uh, a lot of fooling, though. So... It's funny when this episode started, I was like, up, see what a waste of a a to be continued. I didn't even like remember how excited I was to see these eliminations. But then I got got doubly got I got doubly got got because got 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 got. Because I had forgotten that the women's elimination was most likely not going to be an elimination. So, you know what? Good on you. P plus MTV in the challenge. You got me. Yeah, look, they showed the one brief moment in time where we thought the elimination would happen of Kellyanne and uh, uh, Kayla squaring up. So they, yeah, they great use of the trailer to fool your audience if that's your goal with the trailer because uh, they fooled us. I fooled myself also. So not to brush over the actual elimination, Derek and Nehemiah. So while this was happening, and basically the edit is. Nehemiah absolutely dominates Derek. Yep. And, you know, we'll talk about Derek. But who was screaming from the audience, break his shit, D, break his shit, D? Is that I mean, Kayla? It must have been. No, it, w- it would have been Naya, I would imagine, right? I feel like the Nehemiah. Um, Oh, break, yeah, bro, oh, break his shit. Is that rooting for? Like, break his shit where you want Derek to break Nehemiah or break Derek's shit? You told me if I were yelling into the crowd, break his shit, Brian. Yeah, I feel like Would I be so rooting much, for yeah. you or against you? I think it's clearly for yeah, you. For, yeah, I think so. So that must have been Kayla, because I can't see John A doing that. That's not a John A thing. Um, so yeah, so it must have been Kayla. I mean, Derek was treehouse adjacent, but it looked like from the edit that it was Naya. So I was so confused because I was like, why is Naya rooting against Nehemiah when we got last week or two weeks ago, their alliance, and we get it now that she wants to be his number one. I meant to go back to the tape and alas, here we are, but I was very confused by that. Yeah, that must be a a Franken bite of voice to person or something that wouldn't make any sense for Naya to be rooting for Derek there another thing that made no sense to me Mark saying this is a real case of be careful what you wish for is that really fair like I know he means like don't say you want the easy way out with Nehemiah then you'll get beat but 
I wasn't like Derek threw himself in right. and like called out Nehemiah because of his ego. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, this was the best case scenario matchup for Derek. He just got beat. Like, what he would rather have gone up against Mark in this spot? Obviously not. So, like, uh, you know, it just didn't work out. It, I mean, best case scenario might have been a different elimination or whatever it is, but I'm sure if you ask Derek, he would like to go out this way anyway in a, in a physical style uh, setup. So, yeah, he just got beat. What can you do? Um, jumping ahead to, I think, maybe the most, the biggest reveal of the season, of the episode, whatever, is that the stars are meaningless unless you have the most. Uh, knowing that now, do you think the elimination, this last elimination, would have looked different? So if they knew what they knew, then... So Johnny won this one. Like won the daily, so she wouldn't have even been up for it, so she would have been safe anyway. So I don't know what would have changed on the girl side because I think this is all you like. I think John A had it clinched up anyway, um, so I don't think anything would have changed. And Derek was gonna go in here, and yeah, so I don't think anything changes, at least on the last one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's like does. Mark want it? Does Mark not want? This is the other thing I was thinking of. And again, I I feel like I'm doing a little bit of like Rob on his six Survivor podcast of the week. Like, well, let me just throw this out there. Like, <laughs> it does. Let's say they knew that the most stars got the advantage, but they didn't know what the advantage was. I think everybody was sort of operating like. You know, the stars would be like turtle shells in Mario, or you might be able yeah. to dole out sabos or, or harm other people. Does Mark have enough of a vested interest in at least keeping Derek as the one with the most stars and keeping it out of the hands of a Wes or a Nehemiah to go in himself? I don't I don't think he would risk that far just to avoid that. I mean, unless there's a situation where if could Mark have gotten it by beating Wes, like would he have jumps jumped ahead of then like maybe there's a way to finagle it like that. But just to like keep it out of someone's hands, that cannot pot that that's not worth risking your own game for. I agree, but like if Wes or Nehemiah take Derek out and take Derek stars, you are most likely getting 100% of the brunt of their wrath because they're close with Brad and they're not going to hit each other. So you're screwed. (laughs) So like, it's as good as you having it. If if they're doling out punishments to other guys, knowing that Derek's not going to give you anything. And if you think you can beat Derek in the final, then fine. Which Mark probably shouldn't be writing, cashing that check. Right. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Apparently, Mark is very, I mean, he kind of plays out, but he was super low on himself going into the final anyway. So I think he was just kind of along for the ride for the season and not expecting even to win based off some of his uh, comments during the final. But uh, if you knew, if everyone knew what this was through the season, does anything change? Yeah, I mean, I think you are slightly, I mean, you tell me. My instinct says, without having thought about it, that you are slightly less motivated to go in for a star if only the most stars wins. Like, maybe you're going to wait. It's like getting a skull. Like, you're going to wait for the right time. Yeah. Because then if you amass stars too early, you become Derek. You're like the easy pick 
for the last round. Like you'd almost want to be the person not with the most stars at the end because then you're absolutely going to get clipped at the, at the last round or at least go in. Yeah. I think, I don't think anything really changes with how the season played out. And yeah, I agree. I think the only thing that would have changed was people eyeing the last elimination to possibly debate. Okay. Is it worth purposely going in or, or what have you, but I don't think anything changes episode one to episode eight elimination. Right. No, I agree. And in fact, like maybe you, no, nah, never mind. All right. We'll talk about whether or not let's talk about it now. F it. This is all stars. So mm-hmm. what do you think the calculus is if they knew what the reward was? Because like, I don't know how it's going to end up playing out. I mean, we know a little bit of how it's going to play out. Five points in this setup of a final is not a five second head start. Like I thought no. that was like a pretty favorable advantage. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty big advantage, um, especially because it's not like, you know, whoever has their stars translate the points. The fact that it's five or nothing and it's five or nothing amongst everyone else. That's a huge like it'll be very hard for uh, Nehemiah or John A to not be like in the mix near the end, depending upon the, how the rest of these points are doled out. But I can't imagine, you know, the winning point totals are going to be much more than like 35, 40. I mean, who, I think there's like the overnight portion. I'm sure there's other things to get to extra points, but I mean, you're not going to get like a hundred points or something like that. Like it's going to be pretty close to having five when no one else has any, uh, is a huge advantage. I said favorable. I meant to say substantial. I agree. Um, but they are, what I like about it is they're giving out points. Like they're going out of style Mm -hmm. and, you know, you get points for running and you get points for the checkpoint separately. It's not like the running plus the checkpoint is a five point adventure. And I like that at least we've seen a couple or one instance, two instances where you're going head to head. And so someone's going to get zero and someone's going to get five. And I think that's where you make up that five point differential. Whereas if it was always five, three, two, one, or whatever it is, then it's harder to like surmount a five point lead. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you can be strategic with who you go up against. There's a lot to like about this final. Um, Some not to like, but there's a lot to like about how this is going to structurally play out. Um, anything you want to talk about in the riffraff, the filler pieces before we get into, I mean, should we memorialize Derek here as he goes out? Yeah, we could, we could do that. I mean, Derek, you were not just you, a lot of people, I think were pretty high on his chances coming in a lot of positive edit surrounding Derek, uh, a lot of positive stories surrounding Derek fall short here. Um, great season, probably his best. Uh, not probably, definitely his best of his three all-star showings. Um, so yeah, a very, very good season overall for, for Derek after a couple of very disappointing seasons. I think this is his best season in recent memory, which for me is one season, but no, like it, I, I will say that after this season, I'm the highest I've ever been on wanting to see Derek again in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be disappointed if all stars four happens and he's not on the cast. And I think I was neutral. Like I wasn't against him being here, but I was just sort of like, okay, whatever the last times he's been on. Yeah, absolutely. hundred uh, percent. I'm glad because it would be like, Derek is very much the epitome of like the all-star caricature that you would think of. So I'm glad he's kind of 
getting more uh, in the mix, both like, doing well physically, but now getting a little more socially. He was obviously with the treehouse uh, strategically, everything. So I'm glad Derek is making more uh, of a showing here because he should he should be in this world. And then before we get to the the fake challenge, the challenge, the challenge should determine the starting order, whatever. Um, one thing is like I look at if I'm looking at the season, like you said, I thought it was maybe Derek's season this season until last week or the week before, whenever I thought it was his worst episode of the season. At one point we've discussed, is it Brad's season? You know, Mark had some really good packages early on. Was it Mark's season? Nehemiah had a really sleeper edit. And I think part of that was his decision to play it more low key this season. So, you know, the edit can't make something out of nothing. If he's laying low, he's laying low and Wes is Wes. So like, if I look at, and then we'll do the same for the women. If I look at the men, I'm no edgit person by any means. But I, and I, but don't at me, I don't want to know. Like, I really don't know whose story was being told this season when I look at the final four people in the chat going into the final. Yeah, I don't think anyone's story is being told. I think they're kind of, they did a very good job of just telling the story of what happened. Like, they didn't focus on anyone for, a particular reason they focus on the people that were worth being focused on at that moment. Like we had a lot of West in the beginning. If anything, they probably shoehorned West in extra than they even needed to. So if you want to point to that, maybe you can do that because it seemed like they gave West some extra stuff. Like it seems with bananas and even some of the stuff in the beginning that didn't really matter, but they just gave West some extra, extra screen time. But whenever they focused on Brad, it was, you know, cause he was winning stuff. Uh, they didn't really focus on Nehemiah to the end. Uh, same thing with Mark because he was winning stuff. So, yeah, I don't think they really focused on any particular guy at any moment just to make sure that they uh, had a story. Yeah, I mean, I agree if there's somebody left that has the most full edit, it's Wes. But then it's like, well, is that just because it's Wes and Wes is back and they it's like bananas. Bananas could lose a season and be 90% of the confessionals on a season. So it's Wes and he's a star and he's going to make himself a star regardless of how he performs. But he definitely has had like, he throws himself in for Brad. I'm protecting Brad and Nehemiah. And look, he tells these stories like, I've been faking losing and believe him or not believe him. He's at the end with his two closest allies so, and and not because of him. It's not like he saved Brad and Nehemiah and then dragged them, but right. like his game, whatever it was, did work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. Can't deny that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If we look at the women, I think, you know, at first I want to say this was the story of the treehouse. So the only satisfying win for me on the women's side would be Kayla. But I think that's because because of Nia's past with the show, I'm not really buying into the growth arc of she depends on Jordan. Jordan's gone. She finds her. She wants to quit. She finds her own power and she crushes the final. Like I'm not. Well, I think that would be impressive for her. I'm not satisfied from a story perspective with that outcome. Yeah, they really. I mean, I think Nia is even less of a story going into this final than Nehemiah. I think, if anything, the Nia stuff has been more on the negative side. Like They had her almost threatening to quit. Um, I don't think she came off looking super well here with the, the Kayla stuff. Uh, so they really didn't give Nia all too much at all. Um, I do think there's a good story there for John A. Like, they've made sure to like uh, rehash that. Like She's a defending champion. She's like really solidified herself as an absolute powerhouse in All Stars. They only, uh, I know this is quickly a little bit jumping ahead, but they only made a point to call out three specific people before the final, and they made sure to point out John A's made the final in all three appearances. So like, they've really given John, she, she's been in the mix in a lot of key decisions. So they've given, they've definitely given John A a good, good story here heading into the final. And I think that's what frustrates. That's why I think to me, Kayla winning even though I was rooting against the treehouse is more satisfying than Kellyanne and John a and Naya, who I was rooting for every week to get together and do something against the treehouse. It's hard for me to argue with John a's strategy this season, given that she should have been the biggest target in the house. She wins eliminations for the first time. Like she had not for the first, like she had to actually go into eliminations this time. She won those key eliminations. She, you know, didn't have MJ for half of the season and she comes out making the final in a strong position going in with the most points. Cause she has the most stars. Yep. That's an amazing story. And it's hard for me to say, but she didn't do what I wanted her to do. But as a viewer, she didn't do what I wanted her to do. Like she wanted to work with the Treehouse when they obviously didn't want to work with her. At least that was a story we were shown the entire time. She never made a counter move, you know, like, her big move was like, I'll go in and choose my opponent then. And it paid dividends for her. If she wins, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just like, I I needed somebody to rival the treehouse. And since no one did, well, then I have to root for the treehouse. Yeah. yeah, I think the more complete story here is a Kayla win uh, for sure. But a John A win, like it, it there is still it's there's still a good story there coming off the defending champion and kind of similar to MJ where things really didn't go her way but it's about how you know she overcame it whether it's a little bit of her a little bit of luck a little bit of combination but there was a sense of how she was able to kind of overcome being more on the outs this season as opposed to how MJ was on the outs and he couldn't really overcome it 
And I'm not trying to put John A in like a you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't situation because right. she stays out of eliminations for two seasons. And it's like, well, John A never had to go into elimination. Not that I was ever saying that, uh, but, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, she had an incredible social game, you know, it's. Yep. And then now she had to go into eliminations and I don't want it to be like, well, she couldn't stay out of elimination. She had to win to be here. Um, I really, yeah, I I can't criticize the game that got her to the end or I shouldn't. I just from a viewer wish that she would have like, you know, she could have been capable of rallying the other troops. Now, she probably would have got sent home if she did that because she would have been a more direct threat to the the treehouse. And, you know, for the treehouse to lose Veronica and Tina in the ways that they did, like, I also think, like, she got, like you said, a lot of skill, a lot of athleticism, um, a lot of guts from John A. But in terms of, like, the treehouse losing two people to the elements, it's like, well, that, from a numbers perspective, shouldn't have happened. Right. And I think Jemmy was in the treehouse too, right? Uh, when she had to go. So I think that's even someone else. Oh, God. Yeah. Was Ronnie the only member of the treehouse? Oh, Ronnie and Sylvia were the only members of the treehouse eliminated of their own volition. Yep. Yep. And Derek. Oh, true. And, and we didn't even talk about Kellyanne, which is like hilarious yeah. given the fight we had at the uh, beep beep selection. Yeah. Not much of a. A story for Kellyanne just being the outcast. But again, also similar to John A about how she was able to kind of overcome it. Again, a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill uh for, for Kellyanne to, to get through. But she she did. I mean, she I was able to avoid this elimination, again the luck, but uh she she did enough to, to get her to this point. But not a great story if she pulls out the win here. I mean Yeah, it's it's probably the third most satisfying outcome, but I'll laugh. You know, it'll be like, well, it's like when I was rooting for Natalie Anderson to come back from Edge of Extinction and win Winners at War. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? F it. That would be fun. Yeah. Like, like, And Kellyanne took a huge hit out on Sylvia. That was like the most direct hit on the treehouse. Um, and she's a kook. And then we'd have something over on Malagory. But yeah, otherwise, I'm not that invested in a Kellyanne win. Yeah. All right. Well, what I mean... I don't want to say got God a thousand times, but like this was probably the least successful fake out for me. The wall of fame challenge. I in no way thought they were going to be eliminated. Yeah. I didn't think they would be eliminated. (laughs) I didn't really know what this was for. I thought it was just, I I mean, I think that's probably what most people thought. I think it was just, I thought it was a normal daily. And like the way TJ was dressing, don't finish last is because like you're automatically in and then you pick, you know, second and third, who you want to go up against. I did not think this was, the uh, order setting for the final. That was a surprise, which I, and I honestly don't hate it. I, I like, I liked it once all the information was revealed during, I was nervous the whole time. Not that they were going to get eliminated. Just like, how much is this challenge going to matter? I didn't want this challenge to matter in such a significant way because like big brother called, they want their comp back. Right. But for what it ended up being, I agree with you. Like, I think it's a cute thing to do for an all-star season that is essentially inconsequential. Yeah. of Definitely for the reward. Although, so the reward is, so it's 30 seconds staggered head start to the first checkpoint, which considering it wasn't like that long of a, of a run to that first checkpoint, it basically was, you know, if you win this challenge, you get 
four points, three points, two points, one point. So they're at least they're it's glad I'm glad that it mattered, but it's also not like I hate when they do this type of thing for like the last section of the final to make it so hard to overcome. But if they're doing something for this for the first one and it's not like so uh of a, so much of a monstrous advantage, this this is kinda like the perfect way to kind of kickstart things. I agree. Everyone started everyone like you're saying the the order they started in is the order they finished in like nobody overcame this so it was akin to just giving them points um but it's not like they continue to be staggered then based on that finish to the first one exactly you know like we've seen we've seen advantages before that have blown the whole thing and like the the final then became uninteresting to watch right that yeah. was like yeah well, no, whatever yeah We've seen like the the you know way too hot advantages, the way too cold advantage. This was like the porridge is just right advantage. <laughs> like Goldilocks. This, yeah, this one played well. Um, it, it's funny though. I like we never saw TJ saying that to them. Right? It was just like retroactive saying that was saying study what? up on the pictures. Honestly, he probably did, or maybe like he like mumbled it and they had to edit it in post production uh, or something. But I'm sure he said it like in the first ten seconds of the house. I'm sure I, I'd be surprised. If I mean, we're up. here to be. T- no, no, no. Sorry, I believe that the clip they showed was a real clip. I meant we hadn't seen that clip as the audience before. Yeah, like we didn't see him telling them that. It's also like, why wouldn't it be like if it was going to be that important? Maybe like mention it even in the previously on, like previously on. Be sure to study the wall. I don't know. Just like I'm just saying, I don't something. think we saw it. Like, but maybe I'm wrong. But I, I feel know, like maybe. we would have remembered that. Maybe. Anyway, all I'm saying is I agree. Like, I think it should have been Chekhov's wall. Like, they should have said it when they moved in. Yeah. Uh, that we should have seen him see. And if we did, oh, my sincerest apologies to the to the community. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> To the three people listening to this. Um, Okay, so we already talked about this. The copying issue. I can't. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this was this was a bad look for Naya, right? I mean, you're going to people are going to copy off you. And also, as Caleb points out, if she's actually like fully copying off you, how does she possibly beat you when you're doing the same thing? And how does she even know you're right? Uh, This is not a good look. Not a good look for Naya. It's hard. Like, they did have the blinders on the boards, but we've seen challenges where they have, like, a full, like, tent covering they can pull over it. Um, I feel like we would have heard TJ highlighting the rules, like, you can't look at somebody else's. To me, what was, as a stickler, my, or really as somebody who grew up playing board games with a stickler, my brother was a real reach for the box kind of guy. Like, <laughs> let me check the rules. And I was like, whatever, Rob, you can just have it. It's fine. Um, so as experience. He doesn't like money. He doesn't like money and free parking and Monopoly type of person. Oh, no. We're not doing snake eyes. We're not doing any of the fun stuff. It's like, uh, whatever. That's why I get along with Chester so well. I'm familiar <laughs> with sticklers. So as an experienced person, uh, someone experienced with stickling. I would like to know, is it against the rules? Because, like, Naya was like, it's against the rules. Then she was saying, because then, okay, if there's a rule and you want to, on a technicality, be like, she looked at my board and she's admitting it, she should be DQ'd. Not my energy, but, like, go off. Sure. But she then says, 
I mean, we get everyone clearing their pieces, which suggests that it's not illegal sure. to look at everyone else. Yep. And Naya later says that's cheating to me. And so if you are inventing what you think the like rules should be and what good players would do, which we've like seen before, like Lolo Jones had a real thing with that. Like then you do not have my sympathy and you just look like a sore loser. Yeah. Look, everyone, if, if you have a certain moral code in these challenges and you don't want to cross, that's fine, but you can't force that on other ones. Everyone else can, if they want to cheat in this spot and they cheat, not even cheat. If they want to, do what they can to win. They can do what they can to win. And if that sucks for you, that sucks for you. You gotta, everyone can do what they can in this spot to get out of win. Um, I like, I validate that like, there's a world that Kayla had ever, I mean, it's also weird because Kayla was like, I only need one more number. So I don't know if when they were getting checks, if they were actually being told how many were wrong or whatever, but like, sure, there's a world where Kayla's had all the other parts of her board validated and she looks to the one number she knows is wrong and takes it from mm-hmm. Naya's board and it happens to be right. But it seemed like Naya was losing badly enough because she doesn't even come in third place. Kellyanne beats her too. Like, right. that Kayla could have just tried every combination and finished. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, so. honestly, if at a certain point, because we didn't really get a sense. I feel like this went on for a while. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if at a certain point they were like, all right, we'll just start telling you how many you have, right? Uh, maybe not which ones, but we'll give you the number. Because if, if some of these people like, really didn't look at the board, I mean, they would just be out there all night. If these weren't like things that you could just like kind of guess, like th- not right. knowing who's walking or who's eating or who's holding a check. Like if you don't really know the board, th- these aren't like iconic moments in challenge history that like, oh, maybe you could think about it. Like if you just don't know the board, you just don't know the board. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had to help them at a certain point. Is there a world that Naya would certainly know hers and Jordan's and that's the one she put off? Sure. Like, like the, I think you could validly cheat. I'm just like, you, I just am not sympathetic to, as you said, like applying your own morality on other people. Yep. Dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that struck me from this is, and, and Naya highlights this about herself, and so does Kayla. I was really impressed by both women here. Like, while I didn't agree with Naya, if Naya believes that she was wronged and Kayla believes that Kayla was justified, they handled this in a way that was unrecognizable to how both of them would have handled it five years ago. Yeah, I mean, Naya points out, like she said, like, you know, if this was a few years ago, I would have gone nuts. I would have uh, started yelling and made a scene and it's, it is very reminiscent to the exact spot where she pseudo made the final uh, and got kicked out as they did the flash tech too. This was the exact moment where she was about to start the final and went off at of Jordan and, and uh, got kicked out. So the fact that, you know, she was able to learn from that and, you know, she, yeah, she didn't like it and I might not like that she didn't like it, but she didn't, you know, blast off or anything and you know handled it pretty well Kayla's Kayla the one thing I didn't like from Kayla was when Naya walked off she gave like a weird smirk to the camera which was kind of mocking her a little bit and that was a I don't know what the word is but I didn't didn't like that look yeah I clocked it too I'm someone who laughs in uncomfortable situations like I feel like I'm trying to give both of them the benefit of the doubt but yeah does Kayla deserve it based on how kind of like smarmy and rude she's been to her non-alliance members probably not Uh, I think you're probably right but I read that more of like she was like 
I value your friendship and I'm, I did look at your board, but I wasn't cheating and, yeah. and I wouldn't have been able to win. And I was like, you're not my friend. And it's like, Oh, well, okay. Like mm-hmm. I have to, what am I supposed to do? Cry? Like, right. so I just thought real growth from both sides overall, even though I didn't agree with necessarily everything in both of their approaches. Um, the one thing I thought was weird that I guess was supposed to be growth was the Kellyanne and West conversation. Yeah, so there was a scene I think last week also. I don't know if we brought it up about them. Uh, even just I think Wessick like acknowledged Kellyanne as yeah. his ex, um, which I almost like. I, I thought the challenge would like drop as lore uh, in their history, but and then to have like a a conversation, which again, like the conversation, didn't, I don't know, it didn't move the needle at all. But it was just cool to see them have this conversation and acknowledge their past uh, together. Because I mean, the Kellyanne uh, Wes saga that was a very very big deal during the challenges when it was going on with the uh, with uh wes uh, or with kenny and uh and kahuta and all these other people and like it was a huge thing so like to have it even just brought up again is kind of cool see i had the same reaction that kellyanne did like it was 10 years ago like why are you mentioning this to me? I mean, she didn't say that, but, and also, of course, Wes has to get a dig into of like, you annoy the shit out of me, but like, I'm glad we can close our book on a good note. It's like, bro, you guys broke up 10 years ago. Like, if someone said that to me that I dated 10 years ago, I'd be like, get over it. Actually, it someone said like, that to me. Go ahead. I was gonna say, it feels like it was, that was more than 10 years ago. Like, I feel like that's like 50 years ago almost with how much yeah. it's gone down. It, so I was just like, I feel like Kellyanne was like, um, all right. And that's how I felt about it. Like, I feel like we're in a different place now, such that it doesn't need to be acknowledged, but go off. Yeah. Odd, odd scene right before that, too, with Kellyanne massaging Mark. I don't know what the heck that was about. Um, Yeah, I I don't need to hear those those noises again. Yeah, so that that can go on. Um, It ended up being like a, a. foreshadowing into her massaging Brad's locked up quads but <laughs> Chekhov's massage the, the women of the season their backs are aching from carrying these men through big this time. final big time alright so w- my favorite part of the final and I like the format and I like what they did with the stars and I like every whatever is that they used my entrance music to kick it off. Let it rock by Kevin Rudolph, baby. Mm-hmm. Number well, one song. I saw, some song. Di- I saw some discourse going around about uh, how people don't really care at all about when they change locations for a final. Do you, do you get any juice out of that when they, when they get on a plane and fly somewhere and go somewhere new? Oh, we're on a private island. Mm. I think to me it's most significant when there's like a noticeable climate change. That right. I think is worthwhile. Like we're going where? Where is it when they like the house had like a book about like the Alps and that's yeah. where they went? I think it, it was because I think that was when CT like died on the mountain uh, in the snow. I think it was that season. Um, because and and Devin was Devin season was also a snowy one, yeah. but or it could have been that one too. Then I like when it's I like. I like it if there is a noticeable difference. I don't really care that they went from like one greener hot area to another. 
Yeah, for me, I I always get a kick out of it. I I kind of wish they almost did it like a week or two before, which is what they used to do because it was right. always like, oh, you made it to your uh, location change, which is like different than making it to the final. Like it was different. Like it was almost like kind of making it to the merge, but like further along. But like it was a different thing than just making it to the final. So I wish they did that a little bit more because I like I do think like making it to the location change should be like a thing. I like that as a milestone in the season. But if it's just for the final, it doesn't have the same level of cachet. But it's 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 still cool to see them pack up on a on a plane and doing the whole the whole nine yards. It's it's still it's still got to me. Yeah, it gives me an opportunity to get up, refill my coffee, oh, sure. send a text. <laughs> sure, of course. That's fine. I don't mind a little break in the action. Yeah. Get the fly and <laughs> land on the uh you know, seem like the island from Lost with Frank Lapidus uh, directing traffic. I definitely know what you're talking about. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're talking about the format. We've, we've, we've sort of walked around it. You want to set it up and we'll yeah, criticize so, it or applaud it. So it's, it's actually a little complicated for a challenge format. I had to like, it, actually, it took like two or three bullet points to write it all out, but. I know in my notes just say Brian to discuss. <laughs> doesn't say that, but mentally. <laughs> so basically through multiple checkpoints, they're each going to be randomly, I think randomly paired up. Well, for the first one, it's based off how they did on the the pre-final challenge. And then after that, I think it's random. And you have to race to a checkpoint. Uh, whichever pair gets to that checkpoint first gets four points and three points, two points, one point. And then at the checkpoint, you will be doing a challenge where you will be competing against one other person of your sex. Whoever wins between those two people gets five points. The other person gets no points. I think that's it, right? As far as we know, we only right. saw like the first third, third to half of the final, this episode, which I, I do want to say, I'm going to have a lot of good things to say about the format of the final, but like, give us one, one, two hour episode. Like I just stopped breaking the mojo. Yeah. Yeah. Just make it 90 minutes. Cut out the overnight. Make it a one know, day like, thing. Not two hours. <laughs> <laughs> two hours is a lot. I mean, almost nothing that happened before mattered. So, like, we could have scrapped everyone's journey. We've already seen everyone's journey and everyone's husbands, wives, kids. Like, we've already seen it. Yeah, the journeys, like, interlude that during the final of, like, people struggle and, like, have them flash back to what they're fighting for and stuff. Like, do that. We don't need to see the the toasting of the the women before the final. Like, put that somewhere else. That's a little bit of a slow scene. But, But overall, what do you think? So I do like it. I'm a little surprised that they're having any sort of pairings through the final. Just because again, I feel like they like to uh, 
uh, keep themes for the season in the final. And here it's kind of all out the window. Like there's no, at least for right now, there's uh, no, what the, what's the penalties? What, what do they call them? Not the sabos. No sabotage. It doesn't seem like um, it's not as individual as the, as the season has been. So I was a little surprised by that, but I do love you gotta love where it's easy to track winners. These are not making up random times at different checkpoints. So love that. That's a big plus. Um, and I like the 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 checkpoints so far. I think I like the matchups are pretty cool. That's a new twist that I don't think they've ever done before. I like it because it like the pairing like sends a little shot to people next season. Like maybe you shouldn't just let the women decide the women's limbs and the men decide the men's limbs. Maybe, you know, I like that. I feel like that's more of a main season challenge proper thing where they're the men and women are more invested in the others mm-hmm. who goes in and who stays. And that can be like a nice, like counter to like a massive alliance. So I like that. I think it's enough where it it mixes it up enough. It's not like so it's not the only way again. It's not like you're paired for the whole leg so that you're losing every opportunity to get points. Like I like that. It's a mix. Um, You know, I don't have anything original to say. I just think it's a really, really good solve for the final. I think I'd like to see it on the challenge proper, modified for challenge proper. Because what I really like is we're going to see people square off next episode in what looks like a physical elimination. But you don't have to be eliminated. Like, you can get the drama of a one-on-one scrap in the final, and no one has to go home. I mean, maybe someone will go home, but like right. in theory, you could just get five points. Right. Do you like that really the people who finish like third and fourth, or really second, yes. third, and fourth get to pick their opponent? Where, yes, like, that's a pretty bit you do like it. Yes. Okay. Because, yeah, I'm not sure if I. <laughs> I, I mean, because obviously, if you get there, for, like you get more points for being there first, so that's like the edge. Um, so I guess to try to balance it out, like you give the people who finish second, third, and fourth a little bit of a pick. Um, and then, like I, I do, I, anytime you, you're giving people choices, I like. So I like that there's choices to make. I, I haven't fully settled on if I like the fact that the people who finish last in the order get to pick their opponent. Um. Yeah, that's where I stand. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's really the second and third place people, which you said, like, because you can either go against the person who won or go against one of the other two. And then the third person's having their pick of the two best people, quote unquote. And then the last person comes in and gets the rest. Um, So I think the last person is appropriately punished. Is it fair? Did I originally clock it as seemingly unfair? I just asked myself if it was fair and unfair. Mm. Is it fair? No, absolutely not. Like, but... I don't want to see Amber and CT in a final and I don't want to see a runaway from minute one. If it wasn't like this, you know, the edge that you got from the first checkpoint would just could just continue your momentum through the whole time. I like that. It's a little bit of an equalizer, a little bit of a catch up. And again, it's only four people like they're, you're going to compete against everyone at some point. So it's not like, picking your partner at the beginning out of 18 people, you know, it's like still a small enough advantage. That I don't mind giving it to the person uh, in second and third place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I'm, I'm on board now. I think that. Yeah. It, it, it works. 
It worked. From a TV perspective, if I were in the game, I would be pissed, right? But as I'm watching it, I don't want to watch a runaway where I'm not interested in the outcome. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I have in my notes, kind of good that the loser gets to pick their opponent. Right. Like, it's not a, a cut and dry, like, yes, this is how it should be done. I just am going to choose to like it. Mitch, watch it, you know? There you go. <laughs> um, but I mean, we could go through all the checkpoints. I mean, like, first they're building a boat. Yeah, build a, build a raft, paddle out and back. Um, Wes, what was it? Wes versus Brad, Mark Nehemiah, John A. Naya. Kayla versus Kellyanne were the matchups. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's going to be a classic final. There's not a lot of discuss of the intricacies during the final. Uh, pretty enter, like pretty entertaining. I like when they make like it's not one thing the entire time. So like here, it's building a raft. Other times, it's with the bike, kayaking. Um, it's a, it's a variety of of different things, which which helps keeps which helps keeps the entertainment keep keep it going. Here's something funny about the pairings. I mean, I thought it was so funny watching them paddle, having to ultimately sit on this boat and paddle. It was like very funny to me, just physical comedy. But Mm -hmm. um, from a pairing perspective, the way that you get paired for the running is based on your performance. So at least that's something that's performance driven, like the top finishers. and, And that is like. I mean, that's not more significant than who you go up against, but who you're running with really did seem to make a difference on people's placement. It is weird to me that, like, it wasn't really clear to me how they determined who came in, like, third loser versus fourth loser. It's like if you were against somebody that beat you quickly, then you got a better position. Wait, so uh, the par- the running pairings weren't, ra- it was based off how you did in that checkpoint? Yeah, That's so like the winners who came back from the boat first were paired together, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I, oh, I did, I, don't think <laughs> I, even, I did not even realize that. I thought it was just random. No, yeah, you got paired to run like as a reward. Oh, One okay. thing that I think isn't worth it, but like could have been interesting is like, is is someone going to calculate that I would rather get three points than four, but pick my opponent or like two points than four and right. pick my opponent? But I just think when you haven't seen the checkpoint, it's not worth. Right. I mean, you have to run to TJ and stop short when you see it and be like, no, I'm waiting for Mark or whoever. And no one's really, unless it's a puzzle and you want to go against Kellyanne. Um, yeah. I don't I mean, know like, why I do that. Yeah. The only scenario, like if you're at like the last, whatever, if the last stage is like that, where, you know, you're within like two or three points and like, that's the gap. Like you can try to navigate it to like, make sure you're up against that person or the person ahead of you could try to make sure they're not up against you or something like that. Like there could be some strategic there, but like here you just, just show up and pick who you think is just the general weakest. Yeah, I agree. Um, I did like Kellyanne's strategy of refusing to continue when she's known she's already lost. Come yeah. rescue me. I'm not yeah. exhausting any energy. It's a great, great move. <laughs> Love it. Almost as good as uh, Nehemiah turning that boat into a kayak with the with the, the one paddle. That was very good too. Here's something funny. What do you think this note means? I know I don't normally like to read my notes, and honestly, to the audience, they're completely useless. I never really look at them. I love this format, but like, let us watch it in full. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Oh, you know I, mean? I think you mean one episode. It. What episode? I mean one episode. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is. I need to just not look at notes. Anyway, um, I did laugh. 
hysterically, like laughed out loud by myself, which is a huge metric that it's legitimately funny. When Brad with the bike is like, why are you giving us a tandem bike with this gearing to ride uphill in a jungle? Like this show is so ridiculous that that's a sentence that would be uttered and make sense. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when they did everyone's slow motion, getting ready for the final. And they had the great scene of Brad, like combing his beard to get it ready for the final. That was laugh out loud funny. No, I'm disgusted by that. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, good for Brad. Mm-hmm. Well, um, were you aware that like the history of kayaks in the final? Like I've always thought kayaks like made an appearance in the final. I didn't realize how often they were there or like how dramatic they've been over the years. But they made a point like kayaks can make or break your chances in the final. I mean, I honestly think of um, um, Zach. like Derek. No, Derek in All Stars. Uh, like I feel like there's been some. Uh, issues with kayaks yeah like i mean i think i think we've seen once the, yeah i think that what, makes sense was it, was it zach on a kayak when they tease his death in the uh two-part final that one year oh yeah I, I well i can picture him in a uh life jacket so that stands to reason right. um yeah we'll see what happens i i thought they were like pitching it like the kayak was going to be the last stage based on what a big deal they made but then we saw the preview that there's an overnight a gross food the kayak all the hits yeah, all all the the big guns are coming out for this final. So let's uh, before we go to the next, you know, next week, we'll we get a, a flash of the current standings. John A leads for the women with fifteen, Nia with thirteen. Which again, highlighting that John A started with a five point lead. I, I don't. I wouldn't be satisfied with a Nia win, but I have to give her respect for her performance. Like she's yep. thriving Absolutely. in the final. Uh, two points off the lead from John A. Kayla, I wrote Kalish. My phone autocorrects Kayla to Kalish. Can you even? Uh, Kalish with 12 and Kellyanne in a dismal five. Yeah, pretty poor surprises? Yeah. I mean, Kellyanne's performance, I think, you know, season four must lose draft. Kellyanne's going to be taken much earlier going forward because, I mean, you would think like this final is kind of set up for her to do pretty well, pretty physical, different things to do. The fact that she's doing so, so poorly. Um, it, it does not bode well for for Kellyanne chances to really ever win this season to win this show. Uh, I agree. And then for the men, we have West with eighteen, Nehemiah with fifteen. Again, huge kudos to West for being three points ahead of Nehemiah after a five point lead. Um, Brad with nine, making up his late start deficit, and Mark with three. Pretty rough for Mark. Yeah. Do you think we see someone get cut? along the way is the fourth place is a person like not even make it to the end i always forget i'm not i'm inconsistent but in my head at the current moment at this hour i like eliminations during the final i'm sure you can find audio of me saying the opposite i don't want it here we're only four and four I I like the the two-on-two matchups i think that scratches the same itch don't cut somebody during the final there's no need here yeah, no, I agree. I think the only f- spot you would do it is like right. Like if you want to be kind, theoretically, you could do it like right before the overnight. It's like if you finish last, you don't do the overnight and you're out. And then like the last day is not is just regular like final stuff. No head to head matchups. I don't think they'll do that because I think they like having people suffer. So I think we'll have all four uh, to the end. 
Yeah, and like, how would you even do it, right? Because you'd have the last two people square off. You know, I just like what they're doing here. Let's just keep it going. Yeah, these are good ideas. Keep two times out of three now. They've done like a point system for All Stars final. Um, I think it plays much better than you know season two's final of just like a race where there's like a lot of chaos that can go wrong at like a long stage event where you're not stopping and starting and allowing production to reset and like make sure planes are happening uh, operating on time. Um, so if you're doing like this, it does lead to I feel like less human error along the way. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know that this is like an admission that the last season didn't work, um, but it's certainly the right decision. To return to this format, I love to see it. Making decisions, learning from mistakes. Uh, let's throw Derek in. Where do you have him uh, in terms of most likelihood of returning? Oh, um, I didn't. Even, I forgot to even think about that one. Um, I mean, he's, he'll be like uh, right at the top. I mean, he's right there with uh, anyone else that's gone home. Oh! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Drop my microphone. <laughs> Sorry to everyone. Yeah, I put Derek right at the top of the list. I think next week when we throw in the finals, I mean, we could do it now, but why would we? Um, I'm going to like take a more holistic look because I do think I have a lot of recency bias in my listing, uh, but I put Derek at number one, most likely to return, right. mostly because his job is the challenge. So for factoring in how much they'd want them back and how much the contestant would want to or be able to come back, like Derek is the opposite of Ronnie. Like Derek is coming back yes. every time. Yes, Derek has in his schedule the block of time for the challenge all-stars. He does not have to create room for it. Um, and then let's hear how badly we're losing in the must lose draft. Yeah, it's uh, that's what it means, right? Must lose, like you must lose this draft. Like yeah. I think we win based on that. Yeah. So for this week, points episode nine. Scally, so Scally law. All right, so we got all the the final making the final points. So. Uh, we told those that. So, John A. Nehemiah made the final for Scally. Nehemiah also won elimination. Uh, Wes made the final for Matt. For you, you had Derek get eliminated. Uh, so, that was a point. Naya, Kellyanne making the final, lost the point each. I had Mark, Brad, and Kayla making the final. So, I lost a point each there. So, going into the final, Matt and Scally are at three points. We are at negative nine. So we were down by 12. Winners only lose five each. So I feel like we need to have some eliminations during the final to have any chance. Uh, yeah, that's that's or somehow they don't get a confessional during, <laughs> during a final, which would be pretty iconic. But I think that's our only chance if there are some eliminate two eliminations during the final. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would rather lose this draft than have that happen. Um, Kate points out, though, that if Wes loses, if Wes wins, we will all finish in negative numbers, which is insane. Maybe it yeah. just reflects that the scoring is off. I don't know. <laughs> I think that we should have had a clause because if somehow, uh, like, if Wes or Nehemiah and John A win, then they would have both winners. I think we should have a clause where. If you have all of the winners, you automatically lose, no matter the scoring through the season. Like that's that's Trump's all. I don't love that, but, but unless you love we love it, 
No, no, I don't love it. But if we change it to there's no points and we just draft. And if you have both winners, you lose. And if it's one winner, one winner, there's no win. Like then fine. Like, you know, like eliminate everything. I feel like that's how we initially started at it. And then it's like, all right, well, let's just add like winning elimination or let's just add winning a daily. And then it uh, escalated from there. Um, And thank you, as always, to Kate, Matt Stewart and Stewart um, for keeping track of this madness. And then uh, Kate says they're going to have some ideas to throw out before the challenge proper comes back. I mean, are we doing this again? I I don't know. (laughs) Did you see speaking of uh, this is speaking of something from three minutes ago, but speaking of challenge podcast that for the challenge, it is not going to be Tori. And Anissa covering it for the official challenge podcast. It is Devon and Devin, the D and D's. I love this decision. Bravo to the decision makers. So, my question is: It a decision, or are they forced to do it? Like, is season if thirty eight is filming, or Tori and Anissa on that? Uh. That's interesting. Um, yeah, maybe. But regardless, okay, so even if they had to replace them, I mean, Devon, Devon was just, I know she said she's never going to come back for the challenge. She was just on X on the beach. It was good to see her again. I think it's a no-brainer to have somebody like Devon who understands the strategy, understands the game, understands the people on the CBS shows, understands the challenge. That's great. And I love seeing Devin get some more love just because Mm -hmm. she's someone who should be hosting the reunion. So uh, for her to be hosting the the challenge uh, podcast, it's like a perfect fit, I think, for her. So I think between like their double, like their dual skill set is going to be great. Will I listen? I might. Yeah, look, I I think it's a, a, I love that they're uh, having them both do it. I just don't know if this is like a permanent thing for the official challenge podcast going forward, or if this is just for the uh, CBS version. I did not take the announcement to indicate that it was permanent. Okay, I thought, and I'm not even. I don't even think it should necessarily be permanent. I think it's just an excellent selection, at least for the Challenge USA. Absolutely, yeah. I think it makes complete sense to have someone from the Big Brother universe. Uh, doing this, considering all the Big Brother people on that show, so having uh, Devon be the person of choice is a great, uh, great idea. Um, and I didn't mean shade when I was like, maybe I'll listen. It's, I mean, I've said it before. Like, it's hard to do a podcast when you've listened to someone right. else's podcast, uh, and then by the time we've recorded, it's a little stale. But um, I would a hundred percent listen if I didn't have a podcast. There you go. That's it. Anything else? Anything else? See you next week. I mean, well, we got what's the this Wednesday, and then the 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 main thing is yeah. So the the finale of this (laughs) will be uh, dropping. I think like Wednesday midnight, right? And then that night is uh, Challenge uh, USA premiere. So double dip. So oh, it's both Wednesday. No, one's Thursday. I thought. No, this comes out Wednesday because we use yeah. Oh, oh, oh I said the sixth. No, no, okay. Now I understand. I'm back. All right, yep. got it. Yep. So, double dipping on the challenge for next week, finale and premiere. Nice little book ending. 
Like, like Kellyanne and Wes's 10-year relationship story. <laughs> I really think that was more than 10 years ago, but what do I know? Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Colin Bryan underscore. You can follow you. At Lash Tweets. We'll be back next week for the All-Stars finale and the start of Challenge USA. Until then, have a good one. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>